man, I just think it, there's a secret here somewhere and it's it's not as hard as people think. It just takes time and uprooting your life and then dumping your poo. <laughs> like you cannot be more humbled. No, you cannot. It's true. It's vomit and all. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Changing Lanes. I'm your host, Logan. And I'm David. And this week, we are talking to one of the first friends that I actually ever made in the van life community. Her name is Heather. David knows her now, too. She's both of our friends. Um, But Heather is an awesome person. You might know her on Instagram at Travels of Heather. And this conversation, we kind of get deep and talk about mental health, um, Heather's journey from van life to little studio life where she lives in kind of a cabin um, that's more stationary. And now she is currently building out her second van, which is an Astro van conversion that she's going to be living in um, on and off, whatever ends up happening. And the whole purpose of this conversation was just talking about how unexpected possibilities can unfold. Um, We talk about sustainability and how living the van life or living an alternative lifestyle usually leads to living a more conscious and sustainable lifestyle. Um, It's kind of a snowball effect and I think that many listening will relate to the conversation we had. So without further ado, let's get into it. Hey Heather, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to uh, get a chance to talk to you too. Anytime I can talk to you guys is great. (laughs) Yeah, so you've never actually met David in person, but you and I know each other. I think you've never met David. You did? I did. Oh, yeah, the um, Pine River. Okay. Yeah, briefly though. (laughs) No, that's it. Not long enough. No, we've never like hung out just all of us together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Yeah, we have met up during some van life meetups by the the river there. That was pretty cool. (laughs) Literally by the river. Well, yeah, it's nice that it's like whenever you get to meet someone as a human in person, it's really nice. So especially more than once. And it's been like a few years, I think, Logan, since I met you. Yeah. Yeah. Like last year, not last year, sorry, 2020, I think we met. Went to my yeah. first ever van life meetup and you were the welcomer <laughs> and were so warm and welcome. Mm-hmm. It made me feel oh. amazing. I was like, oh, this is a cool community to get into. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yay. Well, you're, oh, yes. Your van was so nice, though. So, it was, And you were just so nice. It was like you did it all yourself, really. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Logan being like, I think I'm going to go meet up with like other van lifers. Like, should I do it? I'm like, yeah, you should do it. That's yeah. a great idea. And then, she, like, she went and did it. She came back, and she's just like, "That was awesome! Like, there's so many cool people. Like, you, you yeah. have to oh. come meet them." Oh no, that's so sweet. I'm getting all ch- mildly choked up. That's, <laughs> but that's sort of like the point of it. Like, we all in the beginning, it was like all this the square peg round hole people. I think that yep. term was going around. Like, nobody. Everybody was so excited to be like, oh, there's other people doing this. Because this was also like two years ago when it wasn't as popular. Yeah. It was just, I think, feel like kicking off around then. Mm-hmm. So it, you, not everyone had met other van lifers. Whereas now I think people are getting in. Well, you guys will know better than like people seem to be getting into it earlier in the game, which is a game changer probably. Yeah, for sure. And for people who don't really know who you are, because we kind of just jumped into it, who are you, Heather? Right, sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. I'm Heather. Well, I guess that's that's a crazy question. I'm Heather, <laughs> yeah. and I guess I 
really enjoy. I'm Travels of Heather on Instagram, and that is sort of a place where I share a lot of my journey, my mental health stuff, and my like holistic stuff, and my whatever I do there. So I feel like that that's sort of who I am is how people could get to know me. But um, I am a, like an illustrator and a designer, and I have been living alternatively or tiny or nomadically since 2018. Um, and I guess that's who I am. I'm an aunt and a person, and I'm, <laughs> I guess, Canadian, but I'm not sure how much that really weighs in. <laughs> You're also a great connector of people. Oh, yeah. Um, Heather yeah, runs I, Van Life Ontario, and you're, yeah, pretty good at that. I do, actually. I find, I did, um, I used to do theater as a kid and and also catering as a young adult and stand-up comedy, and I found I really enjoyed hosting things and sort of being in the position of, like, the bringing everyone together. So even in, like, my personal life, and then also I find on on Instagram and on any of my platforms, I, I think a sense of community is so important because individuals are awesome, but it's how we connect to each other that really makes, like that does anything. Yeah, that's I how guess. I know you as like a great connector. Mm -hmm. You're so encouraging oh, and positive you. and bring everyone together. So, yeah. Well, it's really fun to try to like see people. I guess a, like a year or so ago, I sort of challenged myself to really see people for like what if I was talking to someone really try to see what was behind it without making too many assumptions but who who were they at their core and what was motivating them and just try to understand everyone and when you do that you can kind of see something awesome and amazing in everybody mm -hmm. and that's like really exciting because I think as a whole <laughs> I don't I, I sometimes can be a little negative when it comes to my view of humanity and maybe what we're doing, you know, a little defeatist, don't have a lot of faith all the time and as a whole, but then you see the every individual person has um, is amazing. So I guess that's super cheesy, but I kind of decided I was going to try to do that. And maybe that's part of it because everybody I've met is amazing. And then it's like so easy to, to like, sell these people to each other and be like, this person's this person and they're super cool because they do this and <laughs> this person does this. And it's like a collector of cool people. So I guess that's what I get out of it. Has doing that changed your worldview? Oh, I know this doesn't I have mean, anything to do with tiny living, but like maybe it kind of does. Well, it, I think it might. Like, I know you're on board with like hol holistic everything. And maybe that's at the core of tiny living from the van, like from the nomad which I guess mm -hmm. was sort of like a backpack, tiny, to, and then I lived in bachelor apartments in the city and sort of tested it out to the the van and then the studio. And now I'm in the future, I'm not even sure where I'll live. So it's gone so tiny that I'll just, I don't exactly know. Um, <laughs> but I forget what it's saying, but I think it, it does tie in because when you live tiny, you just have to, you know what, it does. When you live tiny, you're forced to not actually focus on where you live and you kind of end up living in the world. And right. I think when you live in the world, you know, it's it's like wallless and borderless and it's about human connection. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. was long winded. But I you know what I think it I think it is 
it is a complete holistic mindset shift when you get used to living tiny because it's it's not about the square footage i think i just find that it's um it even does tie in with like like holistic like with medicine and diet as well because living tiny and living off grid and living green um it's like literally harder to dispose of animal fats and things like that so that ties into it and then you end up being more mobile so it's kind of like your your diet and your health and and your entire mindset because you end up using green products when you go gray so it's like yeah everything shifts Mm -hmm. in a weird little way a symbiotic way yeah, there's no space for all the extra stuff, mm-hmm. like yeah. literally and metaphorically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did. Well, I think I, I sorry to ramble, but I think I mentioned it once before that I did find in my collecting of people in this community that people get into van life for like all different kinds of reasons. There's like everyone has a completely unique reason, but the people that tend to stay in it and and really adopt the lifestyle one way or another, they tend to stay in it for pretty much very similar reasons. Mm-hmm. And that is the the mindset shift, I think. And how it, yeah, how it changes them as a person for the yeah. better, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah you can do van describe. life and become a worse to, person. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, that's the thing. If you, I think if you try it and it doesn't work, you, you're just your own unique person. But I think the people that stay in it it, you just can't help but think of how you connect to, to the towns you're staying in, to the your water sources, to your products. Your like everything is con- <laughs> mm-hmm. Ooh, yes, and then the universe, right? Everything is connected. <laughs> A little psychedelic there, but yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fully. Yeah, and now we're going too big, but <laughs> no, it's true though. Why not? No, it makes a yeah. lot of sense. It's it's kind of like when you, you know, attune to your senses a little bit more and these senses are just the people and the things around you when you're, you're traveling mm-hmm. small or living small. Now, tell us about your journey into van life, though. Like, what was that journey that brought you to van life and then living tiny? It was so interesting because it really started like, geez, eight, nine years ago in terms of I, I think it was a combination of I love to travel or I had longed to travel and I'd been backpacking and was thinking of doing nomad life and I sort of started teaching myself online skills, web design, and was going in sort of a digital nomad direction, and, but had a cat and mm-hmm. didn't really want to give everything up. And I think at the time I was in my early 30s, so I, I didn't, I still had all the time in the world, but I didn't feel like I wanted to completely be nomadic and have no security and no home. And then I started seeing the van life stuff. This was back in, I guess, 2016, 2017. Right at the beginning, really. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think it was like I had Eamon and Beck were giving chai away or something. Hmm. Uh, And I saw the video pop up on YouTube because I had all the travel vloggers that I've been watching. And uh, it seemed like a great option. And I loved, I already, uh, you know, as a side note, loved um, Earthships and like odd alternative houses and oh I remember like back in high school like when they were just down in California and like I don't think it was even the technology to do it here like like a long time ago I remember my Mm -hmm. friend telling me about it and just the the concept of like what you can do from an architecture point of view to like 
um, like thermal energy and like using the gray water and the black water. And so yeah. it's like, I was already really into that and like loved animals and nature. And I mean, I didn't think I would get as into it all. Like I, I started and then I drank the Kool-Aid and now I'm like full on, like, <laughs> like the zero waste creeps in the slightly plant-based late, like just sustainable. Bum, bum, um, but yeah, I think I answered, I know, sorry, I said bum and then distracted myself. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, That's so good. I think that answered your question. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, it's like an unfolding. Oh, nice. One thing leads to another, to the next, to oh, the next, right. and then here you are, right. right? Yeah, yeah. So it was. So then I was in the van uh, with a partner. I guess I should say I, I was also married. So I for ten years. Uh, so that journey with someone was very interesting because I had never. Con- I didn't really contemplate being alone because I was mm-hmm. married at the time. Uh, so then from the van and being nomadic in the van. Um, I guess it sort of all happened at once. COVID happened, which initially changed the lifestyle for everyone. So the, that sort of portion of the journey exploded. <laughs> uh, and then um, the marriage ended and that transitioned me from the sprinter van into the studio, which is 10 by 11 feet. And I think 14 feet high or something. Hmm. Um and that's sort of where I am now. But as soon as I got out, I needed a vehicle of my own because I didn't have the van anymore. So I bought an Astro van, which is very small cons- compared to what I was used to. Um, and I guess that will be the next portion of my journey. But um, I'm just riding it out. Like I'm at a place in life where my entire life is poor. Everything I have that I care about there's very few physical things and it's like my career and my job and my, well, it's the same thing, my career and my passions and my hobbies and my, you know, my voice that I have on social media, all of that can come with me. So I have no idea what the future is going to hold in my journey. It may be in the studio. It may be in the van. It may be something that I hadn't expected, but uh, my life can come with me wherever I go. That is not what you asked, but that's the journey. No, but it, it all ties into it, right? Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. I really, I really want to circle back to the studio in a sec because it's yeah. absolutely beautiful. But tell us about your first van. Uh, the first one was, uh, how, how quickly I forget, 2006 Dodge Sprinter. And it was the extended one. So it was probably, it was like old and a bit beat up, uh, quite beat up. And um but spacious. So it was probably one of the larger interiors of a lot of the, the, the sprinter vans I'd seen. And that was good. I, we, me and, you know, my partner at the time did the build together and I was really hands-on, which I was really thankful for because once you learn how to build a home one way or another, even it's a bit janky, you can do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's cool to have those skills, but yeah, we did that. And then there was actually a leak that sort of started really early on after we finished the first build, uh, which led to a rebuild, I think a year and a half later. I can't, mm-hmm. re- I can't remember exact timeline. Um, and then, so that same van had a different build in it that was like 80% done uh, when COVID hit and then the relationship ended and then the van went away <laughs> and I moved into the studio. Um, yeah. And tell us about with, the studio. With the as counter. Well. 
Uh, the studio was interesting. It's called the studio because it was originally just supposed to be just a space for us to use in the winter because the van, I'm sure you guys know, was quite small. So you can't really move around or work out or, um, and as that was happening, I, uh, it all of a sudden uh, in the building process became a place that I could live. So it was sort of part of the agreement. It was something I was going to be able to do. Uh, which was really nice because coming from the van and leaving a relationship, I I didn't actually want to go back to renting again. So it, the studio allowed me to still live tiny one way or the other and still keep that lifestyle. So I'm really thankful for that. It's on my family's property, which I'm also very thankful for. So it's on a farm and, and there's like animals. I have lots of animal friends at the moment and it's also the first place I was able to like decorate on my own. It's the first place I have lived on my own. Which must uh, have been like a really redemptive, like wonderful process to go through to be like close to family, oh. have all your beautiful animals. I see them on your stories in the morning and then like have your space that's like, damn, this is all mine. And then like helps you envision the future builds or whatever you want. Mm -hmm. it, it is. And it was so nice because I kind of geeked out like I was able to to build it um, sort of with windows facing, you know, north and mm -hmm. knowing where the sunrise was and the sunset was, and also to have three-point lighting <laughs> um, and lots of big natural windows um, because it's actually like, if I do record something on the technical behind the scene side, the glasses, it's really hard to light. So I actually mm -hmm. did design it and I paint as well. So I sort of was able to like fully, I mean, I had, was very limited because it's such a tiny space, um, but I was able to design it the way I wanted. And actually, I, there's little things like I, I got lots of velvet because my ex didn't like velvet and I did. Uh, <laughs> and I got lots of ceramic things and glass things. Breakables. That, that I couldn't. <laughs> yeah, breakable things that I put on shelves that don't have lips. And for, <laughs> and for like the first, I think, month or so of living in the studio, I would like put a glass on the shelf like two inches back and be like, I don't know about this. This seems dodgy. <laughs> it's going to fall. And I had to like break myself of the habit of being like, everything's going to shake. Um, and I, so oh, and I got to have a desk. <laughs> I know it's like little subconscious things. Um, and a desk, that was, I think the biggest thing was having in the van, the, the desk was the table that then yeah. was the middle of the bed. Right. So, which I didn't mind because it was a super great trade-off, but um, having a desk where I can set everything up um, and sort of shift more to like focus on work. Uh, and I kind of became like a hermit during COVID um, in this like beautiful little white room <laughs> that isn't padded, but some days, isn't some days. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just, I was really fortunate um, to still keep the tiny lifestyle because I just don't think I can go back. Maybe, but I don't know. It, yeah, it's a weird concept. Yeah, absolutely. but you guys get it. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And the, another thing that like rang true to us was like you saying, you know, you're stuck in your ways with being careful about putting the glass there or something like that. And <laughs> we experienced that like just a couple days ago. I readjusted the side door of the sprinter so that you wouldn't have to put your whole body weight and slam it anymore. Like you can just oh, gently yeah. close the door. And I said to Logan, oh, I was my... like, 
go close the door. And she like slams it. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, no. You can use like one eighth of the oh power you just used. The and she's power. like, I don't know how to do that. Yeah, I, I don't know how to not. <laughs> Even That's like, yeah, so we, I... we've accommodated so many ceramics or accumulated since yeah. living in the van as I drink my coffee from a ceramic cup. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And like unnecessary, like it's been a slippery slope with me and clothes and because I am a minimalist, but I also love thrifting. Mm. And then I'm like, well, I'm it's and it's sustainable and it's budget friendly. And then I'm I always think of dabbling and reselling. So I have like the studio for me is like a mansion and I have <laughs> been accumulating more things that I just know I don't need. And I find I I'm still regulating myself even though I I don't have to as much. It's just really it's nicer to just not have as many things mm-hmm. even if they're beautifully thrifted thing, one of a kind pieces you know you i could talk about mind. thrifting all the time <laughs> i know this is like new thrifting podcast actually this is a tip for anyone if they are i've started for minimalists maybe i've started taking pictures and sharing what i don't buy because it sort of makes me feel like it, it eases that like this is a beautiful thing yeah um and i maybe that's a minimalist tip if you it's just something go look you want, at it in your like, camera roll tell someone <laughs> yeah just be like hey mom like this exists i would like it and then just walk away <laughs> yeah that's a cool idea maybe that's weird but it makes me feel good no, to show sure. someone i wanted to ask you i actually have this written down i said is your new van going to be thrifted meaning like how much of your interior and stuff for your new van are you excited to thrift Oh my gosh. Well, it's it, like I said, it's a slippery slope. So everything in the studio <laughs> is either like, like the wood and the screws, even a lot of that, like when we did our build, we kept everything. So a lot of the wood is reused. And then ev- a lot of the furniture is Habitat for Humanity, like Restore mm-hmm. uh, or Facebook Marketplace. Because also like, it, it's a budget thing. Like why spend more when you can get these beautiful, really nice pieces um, that are usually one of a kind. So I, I anyway, I'm geeking out. Um, but yeah, the van, the van will be, uh, it, it depends. There's, there's someone I know that does van interiors that I would like to go see what they have to say. Um, so I may cop out. And if I have the opportunity to have someone else do part of the build for me, I may do that this time. Um, but every aspect of it that goes into core wise will be mostly thrifted. I have, um, a little basket, problem and like a wall hanging basket problem which actually in vans is great because it everything is secured to the walls and everything is a basket and it looks cute um so yeah there'll be all the most of the touches will be secondhand because i i just find like it makes sense to go there first and look and then if you don't find what you want or if you're investing in something special um but i just kind of like don't see why not because it it ends up with such a nice product i think if that's your style but you can always find something really yeah we so agree <laughs> yeah i'm Me just especially. advertising thrifting at this point <laughs> i know sorry <laughs> no you can find your... literally anything <laughs> oh yeah oh my god oh i found a shirt that says this is what awesome looks like and it's got the fingers pointing towards the face and i was like <laughs> i would never buy this before i would never make this shirt but this is like thrift store gold where I'm like, I need it. So I, I did buy it. crime of opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I was like, now people will read the shirt and they'll make a comment and I'll be like, yeah, it is. What, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. You can, that's the thrift store gold. You can just find like, anyway, this is not a thrift store podcast, but, no, but it's, it's, I'm on the same page. 
<laughs> it makes yeah, it like I'm not a big living. thrifter, but Logan is a big thrifter, and I love when she comes back with tools. That's my favorite. <laughs> like oh, she just went yeah. thrifting and came back with like basically a whole heat gun kit, and I was all over it. Yeah. Oh, well, that's it is, and it like it is right up. I think it's like sci, like it's friends with off grid living because you're if you're trying to like conserve water and save energy, then you you should also you're working on like zero waste or like working towards that, and thrifting is part of that. Like we do live in a very generally wasteful, super duper unnecessarily wasteful like slightly materialistic culture sorry Mm -hmm. (laughs) sorry to just bash everyone but but i find like when you live minimal and off-grid and then you end up living mindfully it permeates into like every other aspect of your life so the thrifting i find is like right beside zero waste like it's the same same sort of thing and kind of actually ties into your diet and what people can do in terms of zero wasting and like sustainable eating it's well. like a, a spiral. You start one thing. It's like, oh, I'm going to go live in a van. And then suddenly you're like, I'm not going to buy that. That has too much plastic. And then you're like, I'm not yeah. going to buy that. I don't need that. And then it's like, where am I heading? It's a snowball, right? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I started with, I use like regular drugstore discount products because I was like a budget person mm-hmm. saving for travel. And I moved into the van and I was like, I need toothpaste and dish soap and mouthwash and then I don't really wear makeup that much. So that was one thing. And I, I didn't have many face products. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, like a, a natural deodorant. Oh, a natural this and a natural that and a natural this and a low waste that. And all of a sudden now, like two years later, every, all, most, most of my makeup that I have, any makeup I've bought is vegan or natural or old. Um, <laughs> and all my products are like sustainable. And now I'm I'm ending up like, the earphones I have, uh, no affiliation, but they're Marley brand, but he works with all recycled products and packaging. So it just, it's like, if I have the choice, I will go sustainable, maybe local or small business and like budget's a big factor realistically, but yeah, it's, um, it, everything, every, it just is in my mind all the time. If I can buy something without a package, I will. If I can buy something in bulk, I will. If I can carry my groceries out of the store mm-hmm. without a bag because I forgot my sustainable one, I will. Um, yeah. And, and I, I think, think it is sorry. the van. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, I think for a lot of people who like maybe even want to get into a van or alternative living, it's not a change that they'll see coming until they look back on their lives like a year from now and go like, whoa, I'm kind of different now. I've made mm-hmm. decisions that I didn't even realize how this would influence my decision making process. Oh, yeah. I'm a completely different person. And I don't know if it's the van, like it's not the physical van because mm-hmm. you can have like any kind of rig, any size, any level of anything and even part-timers they get it too like it's just sort of like you 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 dump your toilet so many times and like you're sitting there looking at your own excrement excrement your own shit yeah (laughs) yeah and you're like or or it erupts and or something it erupts the gases erupted (laughs) once in our compost uh and or like you're like you're carrying water like the amount of times i've like lugged one of those jugs it was too heavy and i filled it too full and like i'm splashing water on my pants like you you do that so many times before you start going well how can i live with less how can i have less and then you don't notice that you're going without anything and you act it's that it's that thing right that 
abundance is there. Like it's like when you have less, you have everything. And it, it, mm-hmm. it, it kind of, I guess might be true or I've found it to be. So the, the less I care about like things that are not necessary to my survival or my happiness at, or uh, someone else's happiness, like they just don't really matter. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like, I don't really need it in my life. I'm just as connected to all that as I kind of need to be, to be like a person in society. Uh, but then the rest is just like, be a good person. Like just, you can, that's what it's taught me to focus on. Like, just don't take more than I need of anything and give whatever I can of what I can and just learn everything and be open to changes. That's what van life has taught me. Yeah, for sure. And not even van life, like you living in your little, I don't know, what did you call your cabin? Or I call it a studio because it was, and I think eventually it will become like a, I mean, the dream is it'll become like where I keep my like stock for my prints and my resell stuff and, and actually be a studio for maybe filming things in because of the lighting. But uh, for now I live in it, which is is cozy. Um, But I'm still, I'm actually living out of a backpack now a lot of the times because I'm uh, started seeing someone and they are working towards being like location independent with work. So the lifestyle actually, I guess, made it really fortunate in a way that um, like the luxury of not working Monday to Friday uh, is amazing, even though you end up working all the time. (laughs) Um, Anyway, but uh, I do find like very recently with winter in Ontario and how the weather's been and the roads, I've sort of been like splitting my time between the studio, like my home, the studio and that comfortable space. And then a space that's sort of more accessible to town and has like a little more humans around, like, <laughs> and, oh, and, and the person I'm seeing, but also like just <laughs> is a little closer to civilization. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, there's, there's a, we're getting a skidoo. So he's getting a skidoo. So, I mean, there's toy, winter <laughs> toys and it's right on the lake. Um, and you can walk to the grocery store, which is something I do miss. Love living on the farm, love living in the country. But even though I lived in a van, if I can walk somewhere, I will. I prefer so, to be a pedestrian. I was going to ask to like clarify so people know what you do for a living, because I, I know you're very creative in all sort of realms. So living in your studio has given you more time to work on like what you want to be working on and what is it that you're working on? It is, it's, you know, it's funny. It's a, a bunch of different things. I think the the more corporate bread and butter is I, I sort of freelance with a, a corp, like a corporate company and I do animations for them on a cool. specific app. And I See, do I didn't even web designs. <laughs> it's, you know what it was? I, over the years, I picked up video editing skills and, um, and I'm a, a voice, I was a voice actor. I'm trained in voice acting. So near like voiceover stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and that, and then I picked up the graphic design stuff because I'd done art. So I sort of, being a freelancer, I used the Fiverr site and um, and um, Instagram a lot actually brings me my business, just word of mouth. Uh, and then from designing my own websites, I picked up how to do like Wix and, Squares, um, Wix and Squarespace and those kinds of things. So that's probably like the higher paying mm-hmm. part of my income as a, a nomad is working online remotely doing those kinds of things. Of course, your overhead's lower. I should say that. Mm-hmm. So I don't need to make like rent. I do pay utilities. That's beside the point. Um, and then what I actually 
have been very fortunate to do is while I'm doing that and living this way and COVID, you know, it took the pressure off a bit. I was able to focus on my like illustrations mm-hmm. and my own art and my own drawings. Um, and so I've, I fell into this pet portrait thing. People really have been enjoying it. So I currently do that custom pet portraits, uh, digital that people print, um, but I'm working on uh, some more t-shirt designs and I occasionally sell designs to other businesses or, you know, I do the Van Life Ontario merch myself partially to initially cut costs on the business and do it all. But, uh, um, and then I'm fortunate to, you know, make a, a small amount from the social media platforms from the travels of Heather yeah. Instagram. Um, and I, I am working on uh, this time, this year of transition was able to help me focus a lot. Um, and I say that like sort of from the divorce and in the studio and being stationary maybe. Uh, so I've, I've got a podcast that I'm going to be launching early, sp- mid spring, early spring, it's got, like in a next month or so. And then um, an online store where I'll be selling some of my prints um, and just a lot of ideas of where I'd like to take places, but I have learned to take things one thing at a time. Yeah. Um, But that's what I, that's what I, yeah, that's what I do. And it sprinkles it all in. No, it's amazing because that's the best way to have income is to have all of these kind of channels of income. And all of them sound so true to you. And like fun, you're not like, putting yourself in some box that's not you. It's all very Heather. Yeah, yeah. But one thing we didn't talk about at all either was the mental health aspect, which is like a huge part of what you share. Um, we didn't even get into that yet, but we can for sure. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess, I mean, the mental health does tie in a lot with mindfulness, I think, for me, um, because my, I guess, like my checklist, just to put words to it, would be like there's there's depression there's anxiety i've got fibromyalgia which is a chronic pain thing but also has fatigue to it and then also mm-hmm. depression and anxiety um and then i um there were there's some traumas in my past that i'm working through and i'm working on learning how to share them as well because i think that is important um and then i uh Oh, I'm dyslexic as well. Just throw it all in. But I think it all these like labels that can help or hinder, you know, people have different opinions. For me, they're useful just to describe it. Mm-hmm. But um, it's, I think the reality is it's just, I think differently. And with the fibromyalgia, which is a chronic pain thing that has no direct um, treatment, like there's really, it's still a bit mysterious. Um, they recommend yoga and diet because the foods I eat affect that and yoga. So um, we had talked about holistic. So the mental health does come in into in everything I do, yeah. even down to the fact that live that working for myself, um, if I have a bad day with fibro or with depression, it happens. Um, I can drive the van or sit to nature or sit in the studio and go for a walk. And I don't have to work that nine to five the same way as well. So the lifestyle has allowed for my mental health to be a priority. Um, you know, it allowed me for slow mornings so that I could do yoga and I could do movement. Um, and I've been sort of uh, loosely learning about the whole, um, the sound vibrations. Cause you know, as, as cool. somebody that's very into the energies and, um, and very science and biology and um, physics and that kind of stuff and how that ties into 
spirituality and how that ties in, I think, to mental health. Because I think um, I think our mental health kind of sits in between the two realms of what we believe and what our body is literally, like what fuel we're putting, what nutrients are in our body and how's our body processing that because that does affect your men- that does affect how your brain thinks and how your brain processes. And I'm actually working, I'm in like a, a, a group therapy because I, I'm a huge advocate for therapy, talk therapy, um, but we're working on trauma, like tra- traumas from childhood. And we're learning about um, like what happens in your brain when the fight or flight response happens. And how that um, in a child, you can, it actually can change their learning. It can change your genetics. I don't know too much about that yet, but um, you grow up releasing that more often. So Mm -hmm. as an adult, if you've had this trauma in the past, your body is just firing off not like you are in a fight or flight response. Even if you're not, your body is just more like used to it. And it releases that more constantly and it makes it harder as an adult. So learning about how that affects it and then learning about what foods you can eat that um, can help affect your mood and help boost your brain. And, I, and I've and i been, uh, this has led me also to like natural medicine, which I know you're really into. Um, like I believe through plant-based medicine and holistic living and diet that there's like an answer for a lot of things, not everything for sure. Mm-hmm. But I think if you could, if maybe if you start looking there, um, even dancing, but uh, yeah, it, it is it's all tied parties. into, <laughs> I, I, it makes me feel, I mean, it releases the endorphins. It gets me smiling, which makes me feel confident. Um, even standing in like a grizzly bear girl position. I don't know how to describe it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Opening your chest up releases the same feeling, floods your brain with like confidence feelings. So it's like, there's so much that's connected and then your brain can only function and your body can only function as well as you're fueling it. So for me, that is mental health because I just find, you know, a lot of what I have is easier to manage in a holistic sense. Um, But then I think the other portion has been the mental sense, which I share on my platforms, which is talking about it. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, a lot of victims aren't believed. Uh, a lot of people, one of the things that I've been luck- lucky to learn about or be part of a discussion about was shame and how hard it is for people to talk about shame because even even me talking about a shameful experience makes the other person feel shame Yeah, as well. So it, it's it's like a cycle of silence and shame. And, and I mean, this can be on anything, you know, it, it can be, you know, for me, I guess it was a bit of self-worth and certain things like that. Um, for some people, it could be, you know, I had trouble with my weight. I had trouble, like some people have eating disorders. Some people have, you know, what really whatever is happening, trauma is trauma. Um, and it affects you. And the, the more I'm going into this lifestyle, actually, of seeing how connected everything is, the the more success I'm having with my mental health Um I mean, I've been experimenting a lot with THC and CBD uh, and microdosing and then psilocybin mushrooms as well, um, which has been working really well for me. Um, but other than that, and then teas and even other different mushrooms that can do things. So, so yeah, I get, re- I nerd out on this, but I know like I'm one right day there I with you. <laughs> that, yeah, you're like 
part of why we're gonna what we're gonna do everyone when Logan and I see each other is just talk about <laughs> plants. You're gonna just teach me about plants and your like wood witch ways. Yeah. <laughs> Trade witch tips. Oh yeah, I'm just gonna sit there with a little book. <laughs> I was gonna ask you, um, do you find that sharing openly about it on social media, I know you do so with the purpose of like hoping to help other people, but do you find it helps you in the process? Oh my gosh, it does. And I mean, I wouldn't say that's where it comes from. Cause sometimes I ask myself, like, am I just doing this for me? Which I'm not, but- uh, No, I know it, that. It It's like, I, it does, it kind of feeds a calling too. Like I'm a pretty stubborn person and I just feel really strongly about talking about taboo things my whole life. Like and in standup, you know, you bring attention to things that are in the shadows because that is the only way you can shed light on them. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, so it's something I, I do it sort of out of a sense, almost of like duty to, I don't know if it's to myself or to my calling, which sounds crazy, but um, it just feels right. But also I, if I can take one negative thing that's happened to me and help two people, it's just like math. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, you know, it just, to me, it's like, it, it helps me forgive myself for um, some of the things that I, some of the choices I made when I had my very low self-worth, when I was in my low points. Uh, it helps, it helps me feel not so alone. Like I, I'm literally saying something and sometimes when I share something, I don't always, I, I don't know how it's gonna be taken. I'm not, I'm not always confident in what I'm sharing. I just, I do it cause I feel that it's right. And then I'm very thankful that it goes well. Yeah. Um, but it is like, it's, and it's humbling. Like I was complaining about something in my life the other day. And I mean, everyone's got the right to just complain and vent, but I went into my DMS and I saw a response to my last post. And it was so touching that this person would share this with me so supportive. And I, I mean, I don't understand why, what I say resonates all the time, but I know it does. And it, it was just so humbling and um, just to get that. And so it's kind of like if I can spend my time doing that and drawing and being in nature, like I literally cannot think of a like a, <laughs> what else would I do with my life? Like I just can't think of anything really worth doing except like going on the skidoo that we're going to get, you know, like like having great experiences. <laughs> but like. I don't need anything else, really. I just need like enough money to do that, enough money to be comfortable to live and like freedom to, to ideally travel. But like, I, I don't really need to have anything else. And if I can fill my time with that, that's awesome. I mean, just for me, like, I don't know what else, what else would I do? Yeah, like it, it literally goes back to you constantly living a life that's like authentic and in line with who you are and not like, I'm sure everyone questions things, but not questioning um, oh. any of it and just making it work. I mean, it's it's part of it, like this, like accepting the, the bad and doing the shadow mm -hmm. work and asking, like, I think a lot of the growth has come from asking myself how I got myself into my specific situation and like the dark questions and really questioning why I questioning the negative sides of myself and calling that out and trying to better myself that way and trying to be more compassionate and more grateful. And I mean, those things make it really easy. Uh, one of my best anxiety tips that's all natural, sustainable and free is just listing off everything I'm grateful for yeah. if I'm feeling 
although and I mean it might not help everyone but it's like um it just it is all it is yeah I just it's somewhere along the line the way I see things shifted uh and it was always there like the beginnings of that mindset were always there but now it's just you just feel so connected and, and even sharing things like when someone shares their story with me I I learn something I you know, I have more information for what I'm sharing. It's touching. I feel the love. I feel that positive energy and I can, it gives me more energy to pay it forward. Um, it's a really wild thing. I think how someone with fibro and like a, a natural, like a fatigue thing and my body is telling me to be fatigued, but I can stretch a little bit, listen to a song and read a positive message and have the energy to, you know, pay that forward and go back into my messages and respond better and be more attentive there. So it's, it's mm-hmm. man, I just think it, there's a secret here somewhere and it's it's not as hard as people think. It just takes time and uprooting your life and then dumping your poo. <laughs> <laughs> like you cannot be more humbled. No, you cannot. It's true. Then vomit and all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like accidentally pee. Like, well, a lot of people accidentally pee on themselves. <laughs> <laughs> but in a van. But but in a van. Yeah, things, things happen that you're not proud of, but, <laughs> but also that you are. No, I appreciate you sharing that and being yeah. vulnerable about it because Absolutely. it's not something that a lot of people like to talk about. Even though I think secretly. A lot of people probably do like to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Are we still talking about peeing? Yeah, on I'm just ourselves? saying. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what we're talking about. No, no, I'm sorry. That was that was actually really, really profound. What you said. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, perfect. I mean, it, and you two know as well as probably a lot of the people listening how it is. I like. I think the more you talk about things, the more we find out that we really are all very similar as well. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we're all on the deep down Mm -hmm. completely agree so heather one thing we like to do before our guests leave the show is we like to ask rapid fire questions oh yeah are you down for it i'm ready (laughs) okay first one i'll be fast no worries no worries favorite place ever traveled oh in the van it was um cape breton island uh, mm. in Canada's East Coast that mm. like almost killed our brakes but was beautiful and the camping's great um, it's really hard I've fallen in love with Mexico because I've spent a lot of time there but Montenegro in Eastern Europe mm. it, to go there it has a bit of a weird reputation because it's Eastern Europe but it is gorgeous like geographically it might be one of the prettiest places I've seen mm. Very cool. and underrated and I'm just pumping up their tourism <laughs> best camper meal um i think probably just like a hash because it's one pot but my favorite thing is to get pizza from a local takeaway and put it like by the heater and then drive to the middle of the forest <laughs> and eat and like eat it there that's awesome <laughs> that's really cool oh, it's so good your favorite hack it can be in van life or studio Studio life life, yeah Uh, i think the solidest thing for both is everything is usually dual purpose or has like an important purpose or i don't have it so in studio my shelving is open 
and I got really cute cups and plates and bowls. And so my kitchen storage is also part of the decor that kind of makes, mm-hmm. gives it the look. Nice. So there, you know, everything's kind of like a cute basket that is a basket. Yeah, for so, sure. Yeah, I think that's a good hack. Everything, like you build your decor to be useful and mm-hmm. you're like, yeah, build the decor in, I guess. Oh, that's a great hack. Fixed or convertible bed? The dream would be, I'm not going to lie, I was always convertible, but having a bed in the studio to roll into is amazing. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think in a van still, convertible, because I just like having that couch space to chill and Mm -hmm. play game nights. Mm -hmm. Famous person you would road trip with? Road trip. Oh, okay. All right. Um, Well, there's a couple... There's this, okay, there's this one guy, and he's not that famous, but his name is Pliny the Elder, and he's a historical figure. But huh. <laughs> but I've traveled a lot, and so I don't know how, like, cool he was, but this is, like, back in, like, Greece. And he <laughs> comes up in ancient, like, in, like, history all over Europe and all over the, and he just was, like, he's Pliny the Elder, and he's the traveler, and he just basically, like, wanders places and he's he it's always like a town is like oh and then Pliny came and told us this story and Pliny came and so it's you know regardless of what was happening I just think he would he was like a crazy guy and then he died because he was in Naples and Vesuvius that like buried Pompeii was exploding Mm. and he asked his nephew and he's like let's go check it out so he actually died going to eruption which is not (laughs) a really bad travel partner but I just get a, I just, I just think I like the idea of that person that's like the herald that comes into town. Yeah. And it's like, I know I'm a traveler and I have information of the world. No, that's great. That's a great example for sure. <laughs> He's a hoot. <laughs> One item you can't live without. Ooh, it's really sickening because my first thought was like my cell phone. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have said that now. Of what, <laughs> Because of what it connects me to. Um, but I mean, I guess I would say my cat or my my like notebook, my yeah. day planner mm-hmm. thinking mm-hmm. notebook. Because if I don't have my phone, it's just somewhere to write ideas down. And the cat, the cat counts, I guess. <laughs> cat, cat's a must. Yeah, and yeah she can. Last be. one, cake or pie? Oh, ca- cake. Baked goods. I mean... Crust, I just don't really see the need for it too much, unless it's Graham. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's so funny. Well, Heather, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. No, it was a a great conversation. Uh, It it was, it was. But of course it would be with you guys. Thanks so much for sticking around on this episode of Changing Lanes. If you want to follow Heather, you can find her on Instagram at Travels of Heather. Also, make sure to look out for her new podcast coming out. And if you're looking for any other Van Clan stuff, you can find us on YouTube at Van Clan, on Instagram at Van Clans, and on Facebook at Van Clan Daily. Thanks so much for listening. And if you haven't listened to our last podcast yet, where we spoke to our friends about dumb questions they ask, make sure you do because it's a pretty hilarious episode. Until next time, safe travels.